with 613 commandments in the Law of Moses, 365 prohibitions, one for each day of the year, 268 prescriptions, one for each bone in the human body, it's no wonder that the scholar of the law raised his question about which is the greatest. These many prescriptions pretty much covered every aspect of the devout life of an Israelite. Some of them are mentioned in today's first reading. But before we are too quick to judge so regulated a society, it's important to remember that the people of God believed that divine revelation was found in the very act of fidelity to those ways of living one's life. And that the law of the Torah, the whole law of the Torah, was a reliable guide, not only to life, but for salvation. And after all, we too have a saying. There's a Catholic way to do everything. The question in the Gospel was a source of great rabbinical debate. But it is presented, Matthew tells us, by a scholar of the law as a test to Jesus. And his response is not to offer a new commandment. In fact, he quotes Deuteronomy, but to state the radical similarity or the radical uniting of the two commandments to love God and to love neighbor. He makes him so interrelated as to constitute a single, seamless obligation and way of life. This, he said, is the purpose of all the law and the teaching of all the prophets. Everything that one says or does to keep all of the other laws are measured by that one law of love with its twofold embrace of God and neighbor. For us, our religious tradition began in love with the creative and creating love of God and then unfolded in the love of God when the Word became flesh. So we believe that all of life is grounded in love and that we ourselves and all beings are called into life and fashioned by love, in love, and for love. So these commandments shouldn't be such a big deal. This is, after all, part of our nature. It's in our bones. 
The question is, how do we make sure it's in our hearts? We often think it's sometimes easier to love God than others. Since, in one sense, we do not see God, and it can be difficult to love what we can see. Remember the great theologian Lucy in the Peanuts strip, who said, I love humanity. It's people I can't stand. And Charlie Brown just shook his head. But Jesus will teach us over and over again that the signs, the, the traces of divinity are all around us in what God has created, the whole of creation, its creatures, and especially human creatures, our sisters and brothers, all of them, no exceptions. So the best way to love God is to love what God loves. And God loves the world and the people of our common earth, our common home, as Pope Francis says, our common mother. Perhaps the greatest expression of that divine friendship and divine revelation is our liturgy. But the liturgy of word and sacrament leads into, just as one commandment leads into the other, the liturgy of word and sacrament leads into the liturgy of life, the liturgy of neighbor. So maybe the what and the who are not so mysterious. Perhaps the real challenge is the how. Loving God and our neighbor inspires people to be concerned and engaged in actions that advocate nonviolence and initiatives that bring relief to those who are victims of prejudice and racism. Loving God and our neighbor moves us to regard those who are LGBTQ as our brothers and sisters, to treat them with love and respect, and to commit to praying for them and with them, so that together we can be in communion instead of acquiescing to continued accusations. Loving God and our neighbor means that we keep trying to be patient and generous in those relationships that wear us down from time to time, and being gentle with ourselves when grief and anxiety creep in when we're not looking. The readings today call us to that still point in the turning, churning world that we inhabit, to borrow a phrase from T.S. Eliot. The readings remind us that at the center of all things and all life, what gives meaning and inspires goodness is the compassionate and passionate love of God.
the phrase at the end of today's first reading. We are invited into that love where we say we live and move and have our being. It may not be easy, but there really isn't an option, at least not for the disciples of the risen Christ. If it doesn't start there, from where will it surface? If it doesn't start with me, how long will I wait for my neighbor to begin?